0: I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola the Harpy Wizard.
1: I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy the Skeletal Ranger.
2: Hey everybody, it's Patrick, and I play
3: Ezra the Golem.
2: This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune.
4: Hey, I'm Adam Bash, I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Patrons, welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and it's nice to see such a wonderful turnout tonight. I I have it under advisement that it is standing room only in here tonight. Um, Now, of course, we did remove several of the chairs in advance. In fact, most of them, except for the table over to the left there. Um, But still, it's it's standing room only. It counts, and um, we can put it on the advertisement. It's... um, it's honestly, it's a great thing for us. Well, if you've been around town lately, you will have noticed that it's that time of year that we all love so very, very much. Yes, it is here. The Cucumber Festival has once again arrived in town. For I, I heard earlier today it's the 245th Cucumber Festival here in Murkheim, which is outstanding. I don't know how you do it every year with cucumbers. Don't you get tired of them? But I joke. Um... So I was out there uh, on the streets today, um, just, you know, taking in the festivities. There was the cucumber uh, pie-eating contest, which I thought was strange because I'd never really had a cucumber pie before. In, you know, the previous years, I've kind of steered clear of the pie-eating contest booths. Um, But I went past today and, you know, checked it out. Boy, the cucumber pie looks really disgusting. I I gotta be really quite honest with you. I'm noticing that this uh, this cucumber-related uh, di- diatribe is not going over wonderfully, and I don't mean to be down on the vegetable. I, I think it's wonderful. I think it definitely has its place. You slice it up, you throw it into water. It's exceptionally refreshing, and it provides electrolytes. So, I'm not going to say anything negative about the cucumber in general. Um, I just have, I just have noticed over the years, uh, being here in Murkheim, that you, you just you all get so god damn excitable about the thing and honestly it's a little bit well I mean I hate to say it but I mean it's a little bit uh, to the level of eroticism and I don't know why you are all so fascinated um, quite frankly unhealthily so um, with cucumbers
3: and um, you
4: know I'm feeling I'm kind of losing the room here on this one so I'm going to reel it back in um, real quickly because we and it's exciting time in the story Which is what you're really here for not my personal views on Cucumbers, which are great. I want to I want to reiterate I love them love the things just not you know uh, internally, so um, anyway, where we, where we last left off of course was in Oster, you know uh, old Oster actually it was a um, place called the cistern of tears which you know, as you know, Oster in those days had some uh, certain um, emo-type ideas with naming conventions. But regardless, it was a nice place. If you'd like to, to you know, spend some time by the lake, it was actually quite wonderful. And they were in a cottage there. Lovely log cabin type of number. Um, where they were meeting with a garyon and clash tiger. Now, clash tiger had just come in and he gave this rousing... It's time to make some decisions. Moment, which was very exciting for everyone, um, but then the damnedest thing happened. Uh, all of all of us, every one of us that was there—I was there at the time. I don't know if I've mentioned that several times, but anyway, every single one of us was just blasted with this psychic attack. And it really wasn't an attack. I mean, it was just a pushing into our brains—the understanding of all of the factual information that we were privy to vis-a-vis reclaiming these lost relics. So we got basically all the and Clash Tiger knew about uh, where they were being held and, and what the powers were of all of the different relics that we were kind of uh, in the possession of at the time. And so it fell upon the brute force um, to, to, to sort the issue out, you know, to come up with a plan you know, you don't, you don't really have a heist without a plan. I mean, sometimes you do. Some, some adventuring parties will go in and they'll just heist things left and right. Just walk into a place and try to walk out with something. Um, and, you know, the world adapts. But, uh, you know, that really wasn't the Brute Force... Well, okay, it was the Brute Force style, actually, quite explicitly it was their style. I don't know why they decided to start planning here, but they definitely leaned right the frick into it. Which was great, actually. It was nice to see. Kind of as a change of pace. I think a lot of that came from Cami. She definitely had kind of a different approach to things, you know, thinking in a way that says, what way would result in me not dying in a fiery death over the course of this uh, action that I'm about to undertake, which was a level-headedness that we were previously (laughs) missing in the brute force, let's be honest. But try as they might, the brute force simply wasn't going to come to a consensus on a plan without a little bit of outside help. So into all of your brains comes a handful of marching orders. You immediately know a lot of this stuff already, that you have to get the rest of these relics, that they are in the vault at the Council of Mages in Auster. You would know very little about the layout of that vault, and you all have the general understanding as to what the powers of the relics that he carries with him are. Mm-hmm. And you're in kind of the planning stages of your heist right now, where you have the uh, equipment available to you, but you don't have a lot of knowledge right now. So you could be in the, we we could say you you might be in the uh, assemble the team stage, as well as develop the plan stage. So we assume that the four of you are on the team. You got to figure out like what the roles are that you're going to need, who fills those roles well. You're going to have to... Get some information, so there were pro- there are probably going to be a few steps before you actually go and try to do this heist. Now, that's assuming you guys don't decide you're just going to burrow through the earth. Let's just wing it. Oh,
3: let's burrow. burrow.
2: Burrow. I think Cammie's all
0: for burrowing. Mm,
2: Cammy gets nervous about burrowing. Isn't
1: uh, Cammy's artifact or Mirka's old artifact makes kind of like the Juggernauts? Couldn't she just smash through all the walls and
2: get yeah. into the vault? I don't know how much I can control that. <laughs>
3: oh, but you got that hole. Let's all go in yeah. Cammy's hole.
2: I do have a hole. I feel like there's two ways we can do
0: this. Super bust heads go in there, make a lot of noise, or we could try to be sneaky. So I think it's one of those two. And then when we decide how we want to do yeah, it. Yeah, The
2: thing about those plans is that one is a very good plan backup plan and one can't be a backup plan so maybe we try sneaky and then i we we can always murder that one we know we tried it <laughs> well
0: uh, hey uh didn't say murder
2: did did say go in loudly it didn't, but it was implied
1: <laughs> i don't think that getting in will necessarily be too much of a problem as you know we were sent out to get the relic and they are expecting us to come back we just need to come up with an excuse for us to go into the vault with the relic. It's getting out that could be the problem.
0: Well, uh, hey, they're definitely going to notice if we go in there with a bunch more relics on us.
2: Well, okay, here's my plan. So I, wanna, I want someone to trade out a relic. It can be any of us. It shouldn't be me. I get the boots. We talked about it. It's fine. We all agree. <laughs> I think one of us needs Greed's touch. We need the good gloves because they are sort of doing this fun pocket dimension thing. We can all breathe in here. We agree we're still alive. Only one of us needs to super get in if the others are hiding in a pocket dimension. And then maybe we put all of our fun artifacts, hide them in the pocket dimension. Only one person sort of needs to be out and about as far as they see. Now,
1: Greed's touch can also make items, so we could make fake relics and
3: replace them in the vault so they don't realize they've gone. Ezra has been whittling a bunch of, like, spears out of just spare pieces of wood, and he turns around with an armful of spears, and he's like, So we're doing the murder plan? (laughs) Well,
0: Well, the murder plan was never the plan. It was a quiet plan and a loud plan.
3: Oh, and he just kind of lets them like tumble down. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I guess we can sneak. So Ezra is a
1: paragon, Mm -hmm. officially a paragon. Mm -hmm. So perhaps he should take Greed's touch and sneak us all in.
2: Ezra sneaking sounds great as a plan, and it has no flaws that I can see whatsoever. Ezra sneaking—he's so (laughs) good at a sneak. Oh, well, he
3: wouldn't need to sneak. That's the thing. I can definitely sneak. Watch this. And Ezra, like, goes on his tiptoes and he goes, stealth. And then he does a very clunky bell roll into a table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> stealth. Uh,
4: yeah, there was a candle on the table that rolls in uh, to, to over to its side. It catches most of the table on fire and part of Ezra. <laughs> his,
3: I'm putting it out. Uh, stealth cause a distraction the chief rule of the chief rule of stealth is to cause a distraction and then use the distraction to your advantage while you all are looking at this fire mort has been unveiling my plan mort
0: i'm happy to hide in the pocket dimension cuz i can't take off my relic
2: i've forgotten uh what's a garyon standing like with the council of mages cuz i've i've forgotten i'm so They'll sorry they all
1: think he's
4: dead yeah. yeah that that's the that's the that's the problematic part actually is that Whoa. they believe i'm dead so,
2: he me. I think maybe the best bet would be Lola sneaking us all in, um, sort of under the guise of joining the Council of Mages somehow.
1: I thought you were going to say under her dress or <laughs> something.
4: <laughs> I would, I would perhaps suggest if you are looking for someone within good standing with the Council of Mages instead of myself. I do believe you're traveling with someone um, that is a Council Mage or at Ugh. least a a a a. a. A royal, uh, a mage as well. Illy?
3: yes, yeah. yes, of course. Royal pain in the ass, am I right, guys? So,
1: do we give Illy the gloves to us no, all in? No,
2: no. should be a patsy at minimum, like or a maximum, because I he he lied a bunch.
4: I mean, to be fair, so did you. He lied mm. because he was in league. With us, I think that's a <laughs> pretty critical element that you might be missing there.
2: I gave him a
0: good slap for it, It's we're cool.
1: Yes, I mean, Ezra is Illy's paragon, technically, yeah. so it would make sense for Ezra to accompany him. They, they just need an excuse to go into the vault with uh, Mirka's relic.
2: Okay, so if they go together, Ezra is Ezra does his good thing. He does big loud distraction, great thing. Illy whoop, sneaks by, opens pocket dimension, we jump out. I mean, if they could get us into a room beside
0: the vault, we could use your hole to get into the vault itself.
2: And I'm all for using a hole. We all we all know that <laughs> I'm down for using a hole. We all agree. We
0: want to use Cammy's hole.
4: I I, I have not uh, been. Uh, into the actual vault itself that that, that holds the relics, but um, it would it would likely be more more simple to get somewhere adjacent to that area. But we that would require uh, plans of some sort um, that could be difficult.
0: I think it makes the most sense that the prince and Ezra go in. Mm-hmm.
3: We should we should go see the registrar of deeds and see if we can bribe him for blueprints.
0: Okay. <laughs> What a fun caper that is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Actually, I, I, I do remember there was a dwarf that was in, in charge of, of the layout of that vault that likely lives in Hrimpfel, but I mean, that seems like an extraneous trip.
2: I remember I remember him. He's a very famous uh, architect for vaults, and his name is Geff Jolbloom. I, I remember. I heard all about him in my travels. Let's go see Geff. Yeah. let's all. We all agree. Let's go uh, see uh, Geff.
1: Uh, 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 Unfortunately, as we all know, Geff has been dead for 45 years. But, <laughs> oh, no. um, if, if I recall, they walled him up when they were laying the foundations for the vault,
3: so he couldn't tell anybody about the, the layout uh. of it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to speak to his, his apprentice, Wistopher Calkin. <laughs>
2: um, Hold on, I'm sorry. Being dead doesn't stop us anymore. We've got a friend that talked to dead folk all the time. Oh yeah, hey, that's me. Hi.
3: We could talk to the specter of Gef Joldbloom or his apprentice, Wistopher Calkin. I
4: suppose that's true. If you did
3: manage to make it into the vault,
4: you could use that time while you were in there to speak <laughs> with uh, Geff Joldbloom as it <laughs> were. To figure out how best to infiltrate the vault, it makes
3: perfect sense. Yes. Or Pal Achino, oh, from, from the classic, <laughs> from the classic play Scarface. Yeah, he was also a collector of blueprints.
0: Because he has a big scar on his face.
3: Any one of those NPCs would be. I would love to hear from them. I would love to hear yeah. how they sound and just how they exist. How
2: they're embodied. Maybe they'll all be
3: together. They, they, they all sound wonderful. I don't know what to tell you. They
1: sound great. So we've got the, the starters of a the plan then. So Illy and Ezra go to the Council of Mages, go see old Chubbottom and say, hey, look, we, we got Mirka's relic. Uh, but it's not really Mirka's relic. It's a replica of Mirka's relic made with Greed's touch.
2: They don't super know about all that, I don't believe. Not Crispus. Crispus don't know, right?
1: Crispus was Crispus asked us to go and get... Mirka's relic.
0: We don't need to bring in a fake one. Why wouldn't we just bring in the real one?
1: Because Ezra couldn't carry it if he's already got his own relic.
3: But what? why don't we just use a fake one? Then, you know, Robert's your father's brother.
0: I feel like that's going to be an easy... Like, these things... I can tell these things from other things. And if I can tell it, I'm sure that the most powerful mage in Eorath will.
1: That's That's a good point. Okay, so he, he goes in with the real uh, Yenov product. Yenov slides over. Yenov slides over, he's like, Listen, guys,
4: I've 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 run a few schemes in my days, okay? Um you gotta be in, you gotta be out, you gotta be quiet. It's you know, it, it happens. The old in and out. The old in and out. You know, here's the thing I have some concerns about. You've got a plan of bring in a relic, get yourself down to a vault, escape with other relics. Sounds great. It's how do you make the move, though? How do you get into the vault? Because they're not going to let anybody
1: in there. Yeah, so that, that was the part that we need to come up with. I'm going to goose
3: step this relic in there, bro.
1: Perhaps um, Ezra and Illy asked to accompany the rogue to the vault because they're worried of a heist going down.
0: Let's not put the word heist in there. They, they're already suspicious of Cammy's last proddings.
3: Oh, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. Oh, everyone's looking at me. I was not (laughs) (laughs) What if we start a big old fire? This idea struck me as I was on fire from the (laughs) candle. And all you guys were like, oh, no, you're on fire. So we could start a fire. Everyone's distracted by the fire. And that's when we do the heist. We do an arson to cover up for our heist. And then I'll help put out the fire.
2: So I'm not a... Suspect. great counter plan so that's great it's perfect it's flawless but just as a thought experiment maybe counter plan we don't fire no fire set fire to zero but is there a way flood? we can attach the make pocket a, dimension make a fl- what what make a
3: make a make a flood break the dam make a flood
2: Wait. Okay. Never mind. That was my plan. Okay. No. <laughs> no. You gooper. Uh, is there a way that we could hide <laughs> the the gloves? The greeds touch. If we could hide the pocket dimension with the with the relic, like in the trappings or something, so they bring them both in, and then that way we're in there. Boop. Pocket dimension opens. Boop. 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 We're in there, and we use hold to get out.
4: Uh, unfortunately, the the pocket oh, dimension no. requires a, a closed fist. So unless there's a hand within the glove that is closed around a fist.
3: What if I wear one glove, not two gloves, and I have I have the one glove down my pants like I'm mm. holding in a hernia because I got a sports hernia <laughs> okay. during our combat, but I'm secretly holding the pocket dimension near my groin.
0: Oh, groin. <laughs>
3: Seems really unnecessary and also a little Wait. bit weird for the rest of but us. They wouldn't, but they would be like, how do you have a hernia? I'd be like, uh, I did a battle to bring you back the axe of, of Gibraltar. I don't
4: necessarily feel like that necessarily
3: gets you into the... But I can hide the pocket dimension near my groin. Great, the pocket
4: dimension is not necessarily needed to be hidden. You could just walk in with your head, fist closed, maybe in a pocket or something. It doesn't get you into the vault.
2: Wait, but... but, but, but... But how is it working now? Because Clash Tiger's like like in here with it.
4: Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't think that you were going to keep talking about the fact that you were in a pocket dimension. <laughs> you were very much not. Like I mentioned at the end yeah. of last episode that it got lighter before he walked in. You guys, like he opened his palm and walked in. Like yeah, you guys are not in a pocket dimension uh, right now. But I just didn't make a big deal about it because I didn't want to serve you up cold. But here we okay, are.
2: Well, just, it was great context that I needed for the, my planning, so thanks, great. Yeah, no, let's put this dumb glove on. Yeah, let's put the dumb glove on Ezra. He'll walk in, big fist man. He's a big, he's a big, big fist, fist man. Fist man. And it's like, oh, it's a, it's a fun secret. And then, whoo, shake the dice, open the fist. Oop, we all pop out. Let's steal, 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 steal. That would have great. been
1: a great paragon name for you, Ezra Fistman.
2: Ezra Fistman. He does have the diamond fist, he's got the finger banger, and now he's Ezra Fistman.
3: He's very hand-centric. I'm still caught up on how you get to the vault. Because I have the pocket dimension near my growing. <laughs>
1: <'Cause>, <laughs> <laughs> Agarian, do, do you know what is directly above the vault? Not 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 really. Um, I mean, I'm assuming the vault is in the basement
4: of the place i i don't i don't know if it goes any further down than than where the vault is actually there's a there is a there's a large chamber uh there's a a room that encloses itself and then lowers down into the vault and i i, I don't know how far down it is so we're
3: saying there's no way they'll let me escort the the relic to the vault especially since i uh I got a sports hernia in the battle i won't get to see it. Reach its final I, I,
4: I feel, given the situation, that they would have every reason to not allow anyone extra into the vault. They're on high security.
1: Okay, how about this? We fly over where the vault is in our fancy ship. Uh, Cammy drops her hole overboard okay. so it lands on top of the vault. And then it everyone <laughs> jumps off and through the hole and parachutes in. And you drop approximately what three
4: to four feet into the of the ground because those holes are not like they don't go forever, you know.
1: Oh, I I, I assumed it would go until it reached the other side of whatever you. I mean, even if it, it did,
4: wouldn't it wouldn't it end up in a in an anti antecham- chamber somewhere, maybe above the the vault, as it were?
2: Who would be the one? Oh, 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 got it. Oh, she's got an idea, folks. I'll have what she's having. Got it. Who would be the, okay, all right, all right, all right. I assume it's going to be sort of a a fun, stuffy, rude council mage that's going to carry the relic down. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We conceal the axe. Ezra has axe. Ezra, touch with axe. Oh, oh, mind control. Great mind control. We all love it. While mind control, we put the gloves on the mage. The mage walks down, goes into the vault, <laughs> releases us all because mind control. Great. We all love that. We steal, 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 steal. Mage <laughs> leaves us in there, throws the glove in. We leave with a hole. <laughs> I did it.
1: Well, I mean, we could just mind control the mage to just let us into the vault, right?
2: S- st- I'm having a lot of fun here, John.
1: Rather than giving the the mage
4: access to a, a relic, well, uh, it actually does sound like a like a like a more reasonable plan because yeah! you have to you have to accept the fact that you. I mean, now bear with me. You're going to have to figure out a way to surreptitiously slip the gloves onto the mage or give the mage some sort of direction because Crispus Chubbottom will most likely
3: be there. Uh, he will I'll ask. <gasps> I'll ask him to feel my hernia, and the glove will be in my pants. That's
0: where the heart comes <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can Christmas be the one that we hit with the axe?
4: Uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, y- you could do... <laughs>
0: Doesn't that solve the issue?
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, presumably, if there are no gods.
3: I'm going to I'm gonna level with you guys. I'm 100% starting a fire somewhere before we leave. Okay. I just want everyone to know.
0: All right, cool. As long as we've got the artifacts, you're, you set your fires, baby.
1: So Ezra hits Crispus with the axe Mind controls him and says Hey, let Illy accompany you down to the vault And then Illy already has the gloves on He opens his hand We all jump out Steal everything And then walk out the way we came in I
2: feel like the guards are going to think it's super weird That this random man gets to walk down there
1: I I mean, he's not that random He's royalty He's
2: the Prince of Rem
1: (laughs) And he's one of the, the mages of the council
0: the bureaucrats like their rules. Okay, Adam. Yes. From what I know about the Council of Mages, can I make some kind of, like, Arcana roll to see if, what the structure would be, to see if they'd find this weird? Like, so we could get some direction, I guess, about
4: um, you know, so inner workings? Yes, you can make this role. It would not be an Arcana roll. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice try, <laughs> because that is probably... By That's and far the only one I'm skill. real good at. Um, you could roll a history, or you could roll... I guess that would be a lore. Um, oh, wow. Do
0: I have none of those? Or I you do have roll, a burglary!
4: You could roll an... I mean, that would actually work in this situation, honestly. Like, right. I, there are very few uses for burglary, but casing it all out is Here definitely one.
0: Finally, my the use. Oh, how does a one do ya? Um,
4: yeah, so you're pretty certain that, like... There will be extra people in this room when the thing is handed over. It will not just be boring ass regular guards. It will be probably everyone that is of importance to the Council of Mages that is like wanting to see this relic returned. So there's going to be a lot of eyes and a lot of eyes that are used to seeing through deception of a magical variety.
3: Mm, are they used to seeing through fires?
1: <laughs> the other option we have is we live up to our name, we just use pure brute force. We we fly over in our ship, cami juggernauts through the ceiling into the vaults, we all jump through the vaults and steal everything.
0: God what we need to keep in mind is that we're about to walk into the center of magic power of this entire world so there's if, if you want to think about all the people that can do magic real good
2: like much better than I can they're all there
1: that's good points that sneaky it is
2: dude um agarion could are these good are these magic magic guards and these magic magic men gonna see through deception made by relics because I feel like that's a whole nother level
4: uh, likely no. Um, deceptions made by relics. Great. Uh, I mean the 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 mask would be a, a great uh, example of this. It is very little that could see through that.
2: Yeah, Gary, don't rub that. I don't have the mask in. Yeah.
4: But I, I would like to point out as you're thinking about the, you know. It is a there's a tendency when when someone is granted a relic to to believe they are invincible, to believe that they can just move through everything and nothing can stop them. Bear in mind that Lola disabled Mirka, despite the fact that Mirka had uh, far more power and more use and more knowledge of her relic, not through the use of her relic, but through magic itself. Um, so if you. What? <laughs> you, you put her to sleep. You, you, Oh, right. You don't remember that. Um, I, I don't really have a way to fix that quite yet.
0: <laughs> well, was eyes just glaze over.
4: The point for the rest of you is uh, if you get on the wrong side of a significant amount of well-trained mages uh, and they see what you're doing, they are very well-trained and you are new to having these relics. They could incapacitate you.
2: Which is why doing the fight murders may be on the back burner. I think we sneak-sneak because they're like, oh, they're cocky. They're confident, right? All these mages, they're like, ooh, we've got this world in our hands and they're not going to be expecting, you know, a a goofball new paragon and whatever Illy is, a a fuckboy, they're not going to expect to be bested. I... Ah!
1: Ah! How... How easy is it to put someone in the pocket dimension? Could we do a reverse thing and put all of them in a pocket dimension?
2: Well, we jumped right on out, and I, Ray, didn't even know. Can't be hard.
1: We could put all of them in the pocket dimension instead, maybe, and steal everything. <sighs> and then we could start a fire.
2: Okay, the fire.
1: <laughs> and then we'll start a fire.
4: That's so yes, sure. It it could be possible. Um, To put something in a pocket dimension, it needs to be uh, in an enclosed space that you can... Um, separate. So, this, this cabin was an ideal situation. You could not, for example, put everyone in the Council of Mages in a pocket dimension all at once without putting the entire world in a pocket dimension, because it mostly it's
3: underground. I have an actual plan. I have an actual plan. Okay,
0: wait. Before you say anything, Ezra, is it about fire? It's not about fire. Okay, go.
3: But we will, I mean, we will do the fire, oh, okay. but that's the end part. Yeah. We get them to the ship, Because I want to do a demonstration of the axe. I'm going to (laughs) be chopping. I'm going to be mind controlling, fake mind controlling Mort. I'm going to be like, Mort, beep, beep, beep. And Mort is going to secretly have the gloves. And when they're all on the ship, I'm going to say, for my last trick... I'll fall off the ship. You've already all escaped because of the hole. You've fallen out of the bottom of the ship with the hole. And then Mort puts the whole ship in the pocket dimension. The entire ship's in the pocket dimension with all those dumb little goobers on there. We'll go and we'll go and do all the stealing, right? But then when we're leaving, I'll start a fire. So now when they come out of the pocket dimension, they're very concerned about the fire
2: <laughs> and distract them okay. and
3: distract them by the fire. And then I hand them. We're gone.
2: Oh, oh, fun. Okay. Listen, I, I actually I don't like hate
3: that. that. <laughs> this is not the worst idea I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Hey, wait, who do we have here that can do music? Because like, Jas-
0: this is Jasper's turn to sh- time to shine.
3: Jasper's gonna play some beats, and I'm gonna be. It's gonna be like skag, skag, get And I'm gonna be doing. Oh yes, I actually know that one. Actually, We need to find some. Big logs, because I'm going to fucking cut through them.
4: Um. Are you feeling, just, just? I, I want to get to, uh, an idea for the, the entire the entire repertoire. Are you feeling liar or loot, really? I mean, what, what speaks to you in this one? I think a loot, but but with some bells. That's a good choice. And so loot is always a better choice. I don't know why I ask, but usually I just want to get, get a feel for who I'm working with, really.
0: Lola's well, has, like, tips back at her. She's like, ah.
3: Some bells on your feet so you can tippy-tap. Here's the other thing. Oh, listen, I'm not going to tippy-tap. I stay on the boat in the pocket dimension, keeping them distracted by my sweet axe moves, so they're none the wiser. We do it at nighttime, so they don't recognize it's getting darker. They think the light—they think the light from the stars has gone out because even the gods are impressed by my sick axe moves. I'm fucking chopping everything up. You don't even understand how much chop. So we—we we need to find a lot of things for me to chop. Pumpkins. Other gourds,
2: oh, yeah. trees. That's,
3: that's actually a really good idea. Although I think we may need a better excuse
1: to get them onto the boat than "look at my sick axe moves."
2: How realistic is it to get all of the ca- every council of mage and every guard and leave the colosseum unarmed while they come on our sweet ass boat? Is my well? Concern.
0: I think I'm I'm more concerned about getting the council mages onto the boat than the guard. What are we? Yeah, you can kill a guard. Guards, come on! <laughs> what are we gonna do? We're gonna murder all the guards. No no, we don't need to murder anyone if we got relics.
3: You're gonna start a fire and the guards are gonna go put out the fire. You know, are you gonna start the fire? The orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna clear you're gonna clear them out first. You're not gonna hurt any children. <laughs> you're not crazy.
2: <laughs> okay. And then, yeah. and then we're
3: gonna adopt them all.
2: Oh, like as pets. <laughs> no. Oh. No, you freak. Oh.
3: It's like, <laughs> we're going to give them a loving home. Are you kidding me? The kids, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. No, we're going to give them loving homes, okay. and someone like Lola or Mort are going to train them how to be good people, because I'm completely incapable of that. You just said you wanted to keep them as pets, so you're incapable of that. So, Or... We'll make uh, Illy, the lord of Vrim, make it my decree that all the orphans from this town have loving families for nobility.
0: Can we get Illy's input on this?
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go back to the boat Ugh. and go get him. Could you send him a, a message in your in I your mean, you brain? could just, yeah, you could just message okay. him. Oh, I
0: yeah. D- I do that thing.
4: Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you message him, and then he comes on down and heads on in.
0: So, we've got an idea to pitch you up, Prince-
4: Oh, okay, let's uh, let us hear it. I suppose.
0: <laughs> Hit it, Ezra.
3: And I tell them the plan that I just told all of you guys.
4: <laughs> well, listen, as 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 far as as plans go, it's uh it's it's bullshit. But um, <laughs> there's some adjustment that could could possibly be made. I have a few concerns. Mm. First of all, if. Uh, you have to understand that the Council of Mages is going to be on a on a high alert type of a situation right now. There's someone out there killing Paragons to reclaim relics. And so with you returning with not one relic but two on their estimation, because there's yours and this is the one you're returning with um from Mirka. Well
1: no, because he wasn't meant to have a relic, was he? Oh, that's right. That's right. They got d- the relic from Clash Tiger. Regardless, they're going
4: to be they're they're going to be very concerned about In the returning relic. And so uh, they're going to be on high alert. Are they going to just all go running willy-nilly onto your boat? Probably not, without good reason.
2: Okay. Illy, let me pitch you sort of the the spin that I had. It involves you. It involves Ezra. It involves Jenko jeans. Are you ready?
0: (laughs) I have a really funny story about Jenko jeans, by the way. (laughs) Let me, I'll, for later.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. So I, I, we're we're sort of gonna build this narrative that uh, you got Mirka's. You got that. You got got it. Got the axe. Uh, great. Uh, you got it from Mirka. You're gonna return it, um, and then big sort of whoops distraction and then you're gonna tip tap the axe tip tap it a little bit to oh crispus all right now what's ezra doing ezra's got his hands deep in those janko jeans pockets he's holding the strong fist that fist is gonna have all of us in it and we're gonna oop we're gonna sort of walk down 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 down, down, down downtown into the vault with crispus and then we're all gonna jump out in the vault do the steal use my hole get the fuck out yeah? Wasn't
1: that the the plan we had 20 minutes ago?
2: I know, but I want to pitch it now. <laughs> We're in a real shark tank scenario.
1: I've, I have a few concerns with your plan as well. Darn it. Um, the reason that wasn't going to work was all the people watching us because they want to see the relic returned. Right, there's going to be a lot of people there is the problem. Which is, if you could get
4: them on the boat, that would pro- solve that problem, but then you don't have- But well, what's your fucking plan?
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, why are you leaving this up to us dummies?
1: I actually- I also have a plan. Oh, this one oh, isn't right. a silly plan. Okay. How about Agarion chooses this moment to reveal to the council that he isn't dead and he <gasps> asks them all to come onto the ship because he has something very important to tell them all. They'll all come up. I think with... they'd
2: just nuke the ship. I think they'd rather him die.
1: Well, I, I don't see why they'd nuke the ship. He's not their enemy.
2: Mm, he's not not right? their enemy.
1: <laughs> well, they-, they just assume that he died and he can say hey i'm not dead i
0: mean we could say that we found him and he's really sick or injured and we can't get him off the boat
2: hmm. i don't think they would all come like i don't i think that's a mm. real
1: and, and unless ask. he requests that they all come because there's something very important that he needs to discuss with them and he can't do it in the council chambers because he doesn't trust everybody
2: but he wants them all on the ship at the same time
1: yeah it's just an idea
2: no the, all these are great <laughs> All right, so you've heard of
0: all of our very bad ideas. Can you hit us with one that you think it'd work?
1: Yes,
4: of course. Uh, there's Honestly, there's, there's only a, a hand of handful of ways that this really works. I don't know which voice I was doing there. It was six different voices all at once, and it, it kind of hurt me. Well, of course, there's only so many ways that you can approach this. Um, your, your methods are good, but all of them require something else. Um, have you considered a fire? <laughs> Ezra starts losing his shit. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. They are on high alert. You can use that alertness against them. You could uh, approach it in the way that, uh, that Kami has suggested and have the pocket dimension uh, in Ezra's hand. I could go in with the axe. We could do the attack on on Crispus to try to get him to guide us down to the vault. The issue that you run into is all of the other mages and the guards in in the situation, but that doesn't mean that there can't be other people doing a massive distraction of some sort to make those mages think that an infiltration or an attack is happening at the same time. That will draw attention away and perhaps bring people out of that area with the understanding that a paragon and a, uh, a, a the the head of the council mages uh, and myself, you know, not a, not exactly the worst mage in the entire world, would probably be able to hold that barrier for whatever insurgent forces coming in. So they leave, and then we make our move into the vault. We you know get down there. Ezra opens the hand. Boom! Everyone's there. The exfiltration is the next concern because obviously getting in and getting to it is one thing, but getting out amid such Chaos oh. needs to be scripted, right?
3: <laughs> more, more just that hole in kitchen.
4: <laughs> right. Okay. So let's let's talk about the capabilities of a portable hole. It'll take you about six six feet in any direction. So if you think that the the vault of the Council of Ages has any exits within six feet in any direction, you're a, a little bit in, incorrect. So I mean, you can create a six foot hole.
0: I feel like we could just leave in the same way we go in.
4: Sure, I mean, but then you actually have to leave the facility. the The area that is the uh, the entrance area to be able to go down to the vault itself is, in and of itself, below ground. Um, so you're going to be coming up through people that are ostensibly holding the f- holding the the forward wall against whatever attack is happening. Wait,
0: wait. Uh. Okay. Uh. Dude, I st- I got the chess plate from who I can never remember his name. Best. Oh, best
3: rap- mandate. Mandate.
0: Why was he able to tunnel through the the ground so easily? Is that anything to do with my thing? Was it sand?
4: Y- yes, the the, the the loose dirt would probably
1: uh- be Okay, useful. yeah!
0: You say that like it's easy to tunnel through feet of dirt. Come on.
1: The axe would allow you to smash a hole in, in the wall. What I'm I'm thinking is once we're in the vault and the distractions have happened and it's just Illy and Ezra and Crispus, they then tap Crispus with the, the axe, say, turn around, face the corner, don't, don't look over here. We all jump out, steal the relics, create fake relics in their place, jump back in the hand, and then they just all walk off again. Just, just those three. Leave, leave the vault the same way we came in.
0: I mean, if we've got Christmas there and we've got the hammer, we can just keep telling him to bring us places and not hammer,
2: axe. Also, I don't think we can let Christmas know we have the hammer. I think we have to hide that, so I think we only got to give Ezra that good, good glove.
1: No, the, the hammer doesn't come into it. It's just the the axe, right?
2: I think I got thrown by the mention of the word hammer. I'm very <laughs> distractible. Sorry.
4: <laughs> so so the only thing I, I think there is to, to decide then is the... The method of distraction. Obviously, um, relics they did not anticipate would be a a primary option. Um, Perhaps the bow would would be good uh, in this situation. Things they don't expect to be here that can show that whoever has taken these relics is here. Um, But I I must caution, um, it is not wise to use Clash Tiger in this in this situation, um, were they to realize the, the the strength that they were up against, they would immediately recede all to the vault and try to take up the relics to fight back.
0: Yeah, so can, can you start firing a couple arrows off in one place?
1: We could have Yanov and Jasper create the distraction while we all steal everything.
0: Um, listen,
4: I'm all about distractions. I, I can blow things up, but I don't want to touch any of those relics, to be quite honest.
1: Okay, then I will stay on the ship and just randomly shoot my bird a few things in, in the city to do stuff.
2: I, maybe, okay, if we know the vault's underground or we have a strong su- suspicion, maybe the big distraction that we do is, like, we're digging. Because then that's, like, outside and it's not really interfering with us. So maybe not, like, city-wide stuff but also i have a pretty strong suspicion that if we leave the distraction to pcs it has to go well because it'd be mean if it didn't <laughs> if we make pcs or sorry npcs do it all then it'd be really mean if they fucked it up <laughs> so maybe if we make Yanov of that sort of Yanov and jasper sort of fun side quest how could that go wrong
4: is that they're they're off digging somewhere
2: well I think it has to be more of a more like prudent threat. Y'all,
0: I think we're overthinking this. We can just say distraction, go in. We good plan. Let's not get bogged down by the details.
1: Details are quite important in a heist plan. That's that's where the devil is.
0: Yeah, it makes it real more boring though to listen to. So I think we're
3: good. I think <laughs> next next week we just we do the plan.
0: <laughs> High fives. Didn't... Okay, so,
4: like, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Didn't, Ezra, didn't you hit, like, the ground with your hammer and cause, like, a whole big thing? Like, wasn't that a Mm. thing you did?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Like an earth shake. So, listen, I don't want to touch any of these things ever in the entirety of my life, but if the idea is distraction via digging, um, couldn't one of us, me, or Jasper, or... Moon cabin or somebody over here just, like, hammer around on the ground with that big old hammer that you
3: apparently can't take into the vault anyway.
2: I thought a sinner had to be underneath the hammer for it to work like that.
3: Oh, well, this land is soaked in the blood of colonialism, so the land is... Okay,
4: buried. the
2: land is a ain't
4: Listen, he ain't wrong,
3: honey.
2: Uh, so... No, <laughs> just no! No.
4: no. So, I mean, as far as distractions go, like, Throwing up a, a, a ton of dirt with with the yeah. hammer might might be pretty pretty powerful uh, of a of a distraction. They're gonna they're gonna think we're coming in that way.
2: I like and, that um, very much. Let's do
0: it.
1: Let's do it. I think our plan is set.
0: We got it.
1: Okay, so someone will smash the ground with a hammer. I
4: will do it. I, Moon Kevin, have trained my entire life to smash hammers for into the ground
3: moment. for
1: this
4: moment.
1: Yes,
3: I will give my hammer to Moon Kevin. Love
0: that attitude. Okay, so,
1: so Moon Kevin caused the destruction. Okay, uh,
0: wait, wait. Hold on a sec. No, 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 no. We have to zoom in on this moment because what does Moon Kevin look like once he gets his hammer? How much more beautiful is he?
4: So here's the sickening thing Moon Kevin it doesn't change at all. Doesn't look any different. He's already
2: perfect. Fuck <laughs> him. No no fuck (laughs) unrealistic body standards in the brute force i'm calling us all out (laughs) fuck that no moon kevin has to get hotter somehow he wasn't perfect no i don't i don't believe it
4: (laughs) um he does look pretty badass because he's got a giant hammer now but Uh, other than that it's just as
2: good as it was before (laughs) i hate moon damn it Moon kevin fuck
1: Okay, so, so Moon Kevin caused the destruction. Ezra has the gloves with all of us inside. Il- oh no, Ezra, Ezra would need the, the relic, I suppose, the axe, and Ilstrak would have the gloves for all of Illy, us. Inside.
2: would have the. Yeah, Illy would have the gloves, but. Oh, Illy would have the hammer, or the. Fuck! Star- oh, God, the axe! Illy would have the axe!
1: But Ilstrak isn't a paragon, whereas Ezra is. So Ezra would be expected to be carrying the relic. It would definitely look
4: better if if Ezra had the had the. They would they would look at it weird if I was walking in carrying a relic. And
1: definitely. then Ilstrak would wear long sleeves to cover his
4: gloves. I mean, I do have mini cloaks, and you know, I have the veil on. It won't look too out of place that I've covered my skin.
0: Can you wear gloves over gloves? <laughs>
4: Double gloves. Actually I I have a, I have a larger pair of leather gloves that I do tend to wear on special occasions. They are bedazzled.
0: Can't you just like make the gloves look skin tight? That's a thing that relics you can do with relics.
4: I mean yes, I could wear several types of gloves. I mean, there we
0: go, we got it. I mean,
4: you know, you do. If you don't want to plan my gloves, that's fine.
3: <laughs> I love it when I plan it comes to plan.
4: So that was the framework of the plan was there. Um and I, I must say it. It was a pretty great plan. There really wasn't a lot of room for error. But I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Really, I feel like I um. I, I must mention I I've, I've harbored a bit of a grudge um, about this part of the story for 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 a very long period of time because I don't feel like I was really thoroughly considered. For relic wielding, I feel like it was kind of thrown out there, you know. Real like, okay, you know, hey, well, <laughs> you know, let's do this thing, and um, and then just right, right away, it was, uh, it was kind of swept aside off the table, and I, 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 kind of put in my dues. I felt like at that point, so, um, but no, I mean, they gave Moon Kevin a, a, a relic. You know, it's, it's all well and good, you know. Well, anyway, um, join us back here next time where we get to find out all the, all the great details of, um, of what went down on that day. Um, because uh, I feel like you all know the, the net result, but certainly not the path that led there. And I dare say there's a few details that were probably left out in every telling that you've heard of this story that can shine new light into this monumentous moment in all of yours history. Listen, there's another thing I really wanted to mention real quick. If you could kind of keep it on the down low, the things I was saying earlier, uh, with respect to cucumbers. I really, I've been thinking about it up here throughout pretty much the entirety of the night, and I, I feel like this is one of those things where I kind of absentmindedly, flippantly say something, and then I, 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 someone takes it the wrong way. And uh, it becomes a whole uh, multi-episode, kind of running gag thing where uh, I consistently have to pay my dues back to society uh, for a misunderstanding. And if the Cucumber Council walks in here next week and tells me that they're replacing me um, forcibly, uh, I I feel like I'm going to have to hold a lot of you to blame personally. And I mean, I'm in this story at this point, who else is going to tell it? so, just, you know, let's, let's just keep it amongst ourselves, right? And maybe it never even happened. Um, and, and when people ask it, how was the show? Well, you say, oh, you know, what you normally say. It was wonderful. It was effervescent. Jasper was as good as ever, um, which is to say the best I've ever seen. And um, what did he talk about beforehand, you know, before he really got into the meats of it? Oh, nothing much, just the normal. Talked about how wonderful the Cucumber Festival is how much he loves it here, and how we're all great friends. And um, also suggested maybe that we purchase one of his novels, which were located at the table uh, next to the upstairs bar. Um, And I did buy one, and I have found it um, riveting um, and well worth the money. And I would heartily suggest that you go next week and do the same. You know, something like that. that I'm, not going to put, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but something like that. Um, by the way, we are selling books upstairs uh, next to the bar up there. Um, and uh, n- n- that's, that's, that's... Listen, I'm not going to say you have to buy one. But it would really help to tell the story if you were walking around with the, with the book in your hand, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, think about that. Think it through a little bit. You know, you've got to paint the whole visual picture for them as well. Anyway, well, uh, we, will, uh, we will carry on from there next time. Uh, but, for, but for now, uh, I, I do appreciate all of you coming out tonight to the Gilded Ram, Groghouse, and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I will see you next time. Do, do pick up a book. They're not on sale. Um, in fact, um, now that we've all been kind of talking about the books, I feel like there's kind of this buzz building, and so I will charge a little bit extra. Um, but Supply and Demand is what it is, Upstairs Bar. Thank you very much.
0: Hey guys, it's an outro! Welcome to it!
1: Hello!
2: Uh, hello! Howdy!
1: Oh, Ray, you're here. Why are you here? Yeah,
2: I know. I'm never in an outro, so... Ray, you like never it. do these things! No, never. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Bleep, bloop, plug, uh, Twitters. Right? Right? Oh, good. Adam just put food in his mouth. This is going to be great
0: audio. Adam, why don't you tell us the rest and read one of the reviews?
4: <laughs> All right, I'm in the middle of eating some, <laughs> some Haribo Happy Cherries gummies.
0: Oh, this is going to be the best audio.
4: They're great. Nothing's better to record an outro like eating Haribo.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: You know? My good friend, Jan, sent me these cherries, and you know what he suggested?
0: No! Oh, that is literally my sound. nightmare. Good mouth. <laughs> he snack.
4: suggested save a little of those happy cherries, save a little of those cola bottles, happy cherry oh. and cola bottle at the same time. A little cherry
1: cola action. Or you can get the fizzy cherry cola bottles anyway.
0: Who the fuck do you think you are?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> get off your high horse and into a review like uh this one by uh no way aj that says one of my favorite podcasts Uh, i'm a big fan of this good old podcast oh god i fucking suck at this i'm a good fan you know what no someone else read this damn thing
4: one of my favorite podcasts by no way aj I'm a big fan of this good old podcast. It's one of a few I listen to religiously. The characters are well built with strong personalities, but they have room to build on themselves, as any good character should. The story itself is wonderful, and the balance of seriousness and playfulness is perfect. P.S. They go on. Anyway, that was a great That was a great review. Thank I you, AJ. I love Kami
2: so much, and I'm glad she's a permanent installment. Thank you, AJ. Listen, nothing's <laughs>
4: permanent in this world,
2: AJ. Okay, well, that's it. A- except
1: for my love of happy cherries you know what is permanent this second review take
0: take two i'm gonna i'm gonna try the second one okay okay yeah. great podcast and great cast fight and lies on me hey potatoes this is a great podcast that i fell in love with and binged Cami is What's with all the fucking goddamn one husband? Cami <laughs> is a great character and a good addition to the show. My only complaint is that I thought Clash Tiger was a real tiger. <laughs> 5 out of 5 pies would listen again.
4: So here's the thing you don't know. Clash Tiger is actually a real tiger. We just never brought it up in the show.
0: Oh. He's the sister of the person that owns the Bucksmeeth tigress.
4: Well, he's not anybody's sister, but here's what I would suggest oh, to you. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Carly, here's what I would suggest It's to you. been a long day. I would suggest you put in a real good plaintive pitch to the listeners that they should post <laughs> reviews that mention how great Lola I is.
0: I haven't been shilling enough is what the issue is. Ray's been real good. Hey, guys, can you talk about a good Lola? I would love a really good Lola review. I, I would love it so much that I'm not going to moan as Ray is often... Uh, uh, n- No <laughs> But I will say you're great And I love you and I would love that
2: Look, look, all all I'm asking for Look, Cammie is great, Lola's great We're great gal pals, write us fan fiction Draw us fan <gasps> art, that's all awesome. Together, together Good gal pals together, I'd love that Kicking ass,
0: taking names Just like we will be doing At GeeklyCon this summer in July From the 18th to the 21st 22nd, 21st God, I run this thing and I still don't know the dates. But yeah, you can go to GeeklyCon.com and buy tickets and we're all going to be there. Come out and hang out with us.
4: This is going to be the first time ever that all of the brute force is going to be in one place at one time. Get on the excitement train. You hear it rolling in the station.
0: (laughs) Just like John is at the moment.
4: So pretty sure that's Ray who lives next to a train station.
2: It is. It's Ray. I live next to a train station and you know what else I live next to my Die Hard Dice. That's right, I keep them by my pillow. I sleep by my Die Hard Dice at night because they're so beautiful and weirdly
0: comfortable. Guys, we love Die Hard Dice. I even... I got one of my coworkers to buy some because they're so good.
2: No, oh, that's great. You must really like that co-worker. I hate all of my co-workers <laughs> right now, so I'm not going to recommend this great dice company to them. But I love all of you listeners because you leave me cami specific reviews. So all of you should ever die hard dice. We have like a custom brute force fate die slash d6 that's Kind of the only one of its kind.
4: And then we're getting like a set of them to give away on the charity stream, which is upcoming. Let's talk about the charity stream.
1: Yes, the charity stream, 27th of April from 10 a.m. Eastern until 10 a.m. Eastern (laughs) on the Sunday. We are raising money for the Trevor Project this year. Um, which is one of the lead-in charities uh, that deals with suicide prevention and support for the LGBTQ youth community. Uh, it's an incredible cause, um, close to all our hearts and the hearts of the Gigli community.
0: Yeah, we're super proud to be able to represent them and uh, hopefully you'll stop by. We're going to be playing a lot of role-playing games. The folks from Drunks and Dragons will be there. Uh, playing a lot of stuff raising money for a real good cause
2: hey guys do you want to take a, a quick break from leaving us copious 5 star reviews head on over to our twitter and tweet at us we're at brute force cast and the rest of us have personal twitters too where we do antics that are fun I'm at mrnladylike and I do some nonsense there
1: I'm at nudza
2: I'm at animated me with the E's of threes
4: I'm at The Adam Bash, where I just crush buttons until Ray releases a podcast.
0: That's true. (laughs) And you can find Pat at Patrick underscore Rankin. With the
4: E's as threes.
0: (laughs) No, the E's are not threes there. No, his E's are
4: also threes. His knees are threes.
2: His knees are threes.
0: Patrick
4: Rankin, who has three knees.
2: (laughs) That's why he's so tall. You can't see him because he wear pants, but he has three knees.
4: <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> Alright, you guys say your pie thing so I can moan.
1: I don't think I want to. <laughs>
2: That's fair.
1: I may end up cutting it out again. <sighs> yep, cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no!
1: Um, <Or> ham horse. <sighs>
3: Everybody knows that there's a lot of ham in the fridge. And it's leftover ham from Christmas. Everybody wants to eat my ham. Mm. It's honey baked.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say ass. Oh.
4: <laughs> Everybody wants to eat my ass. Mm, it's honey
3: baked. I mean, it works there too.
0: What are you just saying to entire song about different ways of preparing ham?
3: <laughs> I don't know that many ways, unfortunately. It's Bakes.
4: spiral. This time they put some pineapple next to it. <laughs> Shave it
0: real thin. Get it, Black Forest.
2: This was a mm. shitty cut of ham, so he made a deli meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this one's got fucked up olives in it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: An olive loaf. <laughs> type of fucked up Midwest bullshit is that?
0: That is white culture right there. Get <laughs> the fucking olive oil. This love. one
4: has been smoked. It's actually pretty good. This one is a turkey we smoked, and it kind of tastes like ham.
3: <laughs> and we were going to see the NPC Geff Joldbloom.
2: Yeah, Geff Gef Joldbloom, that
3: uh-huh, for sure. Uh-huh, he was uh-huh, popping
0: uh-huh, in uh-huh, real high. Uh-huh. Oh, he's, nope, he's he's crossing that one down. Nope.
1: Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, 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 Okay, so here's my Jinko story. When I was probably about 14, that was like the heyday of Jinko jeans and the bigger the better. So I managed to finally convince my dad that I had to get these jeans that were like $100, which we never spend that much on pants, like never when we were growing up. That was like insane. But I managed to convince him. And uh, so these things had like each pant leg circumference, like if you put it in them in a circle, it was probably like two feet wide going across. So they were just like these massive pants. I looked, I'm sure ridiculous. So uh, I I had just gotten them not long not that long ago, and the phone uh, we like this is still when we had landline. So I the phone started ringing. And I was upstairs and it was downstairs. So I I jumped down the stairs and I get right into the room with the phone, and I'm like steps away from the phone and one of my feet gets caught underneath the cuff of my my other pant leg and I went down so fucking hard (laughs) that I got like a giant bruise on my forehead and I ripped all the way up to one leg of my jeans after just convincing my dad to buy them for me. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> and like, no.
0: it was comedic the way I went down because I was up and then like a split second later, I was on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I fell so hard. Oh. It was good. I still oh remember goodness. that memory and I'm like, I deserve that. <laughs>